from the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. As we wind down summer and get into fall, it's a great time certainly to play some golf, to keep on playing it, perhaps even to watch it. And in that regard, our version of Tee to Green without the ever-present Skip Mossick. Let's go to his former radio host back in his day uh, of probably working mornings, evenings, and all days. Uh, all day long, Randy Ford is our guest, the director of sales with Nationwide Children's Hospital on the Championship that's going to be coming up next weekend, September 21st to the 24th, here at the Ohio State Golf Club, the Scarlet Course. Randy, we'll knock on Skip's golf game later, but thanks for your time. You're here to spread a great message, and we appreciate you giving us some time today. Matt, it's great to uh, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on Um and yes, Skip Mazik and I go way, way back, and there are a few stories we can tell about the golf course. There's no doubt about that. But uh, right now, we're at the Ohio State Golf Club, and we're getting ready uh, coming up this week for what is the 17th playing, believe it or not, of the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship. Um, most of your listeners will probably know this is a finals event on the Corn Ferry Tour, so we've been doing this a long time. And uh, we're looking forward to folks coming out. You mentioned at the beginning, uh, fall is a great time. It's a great time to play golf, for sure. And it's a wonderful time uh, to come out and play. So we're looking forward to the event, Matt. Um, we've got lots of activities beyond just the golf next week. Um, one thing we like to say around here is the word free. And we like to emphasize the word free uh, because our grounds admissions are just that. So uh, tickets are free. So you can decide at the last minute to come out to the Ohio State Scarlet Course and see us. Uh, what you're going to see, quite honestly, are the next uh, the next sure. line of PGA Tour stars, Matt. And, and we've got, uh, I think, a pretty impressive list of folks who did play this tournament because uh, they came up in their career. And uh, you're going to see the next wave uh, coming up next weekend. Okay, let's get this out there. Free, as you mentioned, and ncc-golf.com is the website if you want to learn more and check it out. But, you're Randy, you're out there right now. Now, we're obviously recording this a few days in advance of our weekend airing, but you're out there right now, as you said, in a trailer and, and setting up the golf course. What goes into that, and, and not only who's doing it, but I'm sure you've got a lot of help and volunteers doing it uh, in a number of methods, right? Yeah, we, we do. We've, we, we've gotten wonderful support from the volunteers. Um, and if, by the way, if you're, if you're inclined to think about that, uh, we would love to have you. There's still time. It's ncc-golf.com if you'd like to volunteer. But Matt, we've probably got more than 400 volunteers that come out during tournament week. Um, our staff is on site a couple weeks in advance because there are things to build around here like skyboxes and volunteer tents and media centers. And so we're, we're, we're doing all of that. Um, as we get ready for next week. And then um, we have so many people coming in er in the early part of the week. Um, our, our, our financial model is set up so that uh, we uh, most of our money, Matt, is honestly made through uh, corporate support. And those folks come in from around the country, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of tournament week. They spend time with primarily their business partners from Nationwide Insurance. Nationwide is, is, is the primary driver of the event. 
uh, from a financial standpoint, and so many of their business partners come in and support the tournament. And uh, obviously, we're we're in place. We staged the event um, to benefit the uh, Pediatric Cancer Treatment Center at Nationwide Children's Hospital. So it's a great cause, and we have a lot a lot of people coming in uh, throughout the part of the week, and so we have to be on site and uh, get ready to host them all. Randy, a couple of times I've been out and about and having a bite to eat, and the next thing I know, I'm meeting somebody from one of those corporate sponsorship partners you talked about that's in town on behalf of that organization, and in a couple of instances this spring, heading to Muirfield. And I'm sure that same thing happens here where they'll come in for this weekend, and we all know what falls in this town mean uh, in terms of football, but to come in, to be around this, to be able to get up to another venue, to check out the beautiful course there, it really becomes more of just an immediate local thing. It's regional, it's nationwide, and to your point, the corporate sponsorship kind of makes this thing run, doesn't it? It really does, and they come in from around the country. Yeah, and we're really proud of the corporate support. So, I mean, it's it's a it's an economic boom. Uh, maybe not the Memorial Tournament economic boom, but it is a boom uh, for the Central Ohio um, economy. And we have folks again, uh, hundreds and hundreds will come in from from, from around the country to participate in this. Um, we're really proud of the fact that over the course of the last 16 years, we've given more than 22 and a half million dollars uh, to uh, the cancer program at, at the hospital. And Matt, we expect to, to uh, surpass the 25 million mark at the end of this year's event. So something we're really proud of. Uh, it's like I said, the primary reason we staged the event and, uh, and we're really looking forward to it. But the, the, the main thing that we think we keep our fingers crossed on the weather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no question. Goes, we're going to have a wonderful week. Randy Ford with Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship is our guest. More of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. It's Monday Night Football on 1460 ESPN and the Fans HD2. The Saints head to Carolina to battle with the Panthers. Live coverage starts Monday at 8. Sponsored by Roosters. A fun casual joint. Your radio home of the NFL. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Randy Ford with Nationwide Children's Hospital. The championship going on at the Scarlet Course up at Ohio State. September 21st to the 24th is our guest. Tickets are free. Tickets are still available. NCC-golf.com. Let me ask you, Randy, we talked about a charity ticket program. I read that on the website. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, what it entails? Yeah, I mean, Matt, we're literally paying folks to come out to the tournament if they're part of a, of a, of a participating nonprofit organization. So, you know, if you're if you are involved in a charity and, and you're a certified 501c3, uh, you can contact our tournament and we will provide uh, your organization with a specific ticket with your logo on it, with your organization's logo. And it's on you then at that point to distribute to uh, to your donors and to your other stakeholders. And if those tickets come back through our gate map, and again, we're simply giving them out with your logo on it, for every one of those tickets that come back to our gate, we're going to give $10 to that charitable organization. So, um, Quite you know, a deal. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a pretty good deal. It's, it's a great way to come out and, and enjoy the golf, but also raise money for your own organization 
as long as you're uh, involved with our charity ticket program. So, yeah, it's a little bit unique, but, again, it's a, it's a way for us, A, to give back to organizations outside of just the hospital and, B, quite frankly, to drive attendance to the event. Maybe the top event on the Corn Ferry Tour and a number of the top players that you currently see today have played on that tour and in this tournament uh, one of four final events on the Corn Ferry Tour. The top 30 will move on to next week's final. But there are four events. How is this viewed from a player's perspective as they come to Columbus and play at the Scarlet Course and clearly the most peak time of the year for these individuals? Yeah, it's, it's a really pressured time for the players. Um, you know, they're trying to secure their, their PGA Tour card for next season. So the top 30, as you mentioned, on the points list at the end will earn their PGA Tour card for next year. So quite honestly, it's, it's a high-pressure time. The Scarlet course is considered among the most difficult golf courses. Par is a really good score around here, so you, you're not going to see minus 30. Um, you know, we've, we've gone from minus 5 to minus 15 over the years based on uh, based on, honestly, the weather more than anything. But, but Matt, if, if you folks come out, if your listeners come out, they're going to see the next generation. Um, throughout the last 17 years, some of our past champions, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Harris English. By the way, all three of those guys were on the U.S. Ryder Cup team two years ago. Scotty and Justin are on the upcoming Ryder Cup team in Rome. Last year's tournament was won by David Lingmurth. And golf fans here in Central Ohio might remember that uh, David Lingworth was actually the Memorial Tournament champion in 2015. So it's the ebb and flow of professional golf, right? Some guys, yeah. some guys get to the PGA Tour and they stay and they thrive, and some guys go up, some guys come down. Uh, in the course of, in the case of the Corn Ferry Tour this year, you're going to see guys that are on their way up. And as they can secure their PGA Tour card, I'm sure you're here, you're, you will hear their name. You know, we were we were talking in the office um, right before the FedEx Cup Championship, uh, Matt. And so the top 30, as you know, go to the go to the uh, sure. the FedEx Cup Championship at Eastlake in Atlanta. 23 of those 30 players played in our tournament wow. at some point on their way up, coming through their career, including, by the way the FedEx Cup champion, uh, Victor Hovland. So definitely, you're going to see the next generation of PGA Tour stars. A whole bunch of cards will be given out for next year's PGA Tour. It's the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship to raise money for the Pediatric Cancer Research and Treatment Center. Over $22 million has been raised in their first dozen plus 16 years, in fact, now of the event. Uh, And if you can't Get there, I'm sure you can still give. Is that right? Well, you can certainly do that. Uh, <laughs> but, we also, but, but we'd also like to uh, invite everyone, if you can't be here, to watch us on the Golf Channel. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, all four days of coverage will be on Golf Channel, and, and we hope folks will uh, take advantage of that if they can't come out and uh, be part of it in person. Randy Ford of the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship. Anything I need to bring up, or do we need to talk about Skip Mossick's golf game at this point? Well, is, is it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Is this a comedy portion? Is this a comedy portion? <laughs> Be of, careful of the now. Show? That's your buddy. <laughs> Mine too. He's, he's, he's my dear friend who I cherish very much. Yeah. But I've known him for so long that I will tell you that he has gotten from the time that I met him over thirty five years ago probably at this point, at least over 30 years ago, to where he is today, he has improved 
by so much. I mean, back in the day, he was one of these guys that didn't have any sleeves on when he played golf, you know, kind of one of those T-shirts with the cutout <laughs> sleeves, and he hit it everywhere. He hit it. No one knew where the ball was going. Uh, but now, you know, he's all buttoned up, right? That's and he, right. He's striping it right down the middle. Randy, all the best with the tournament coming up September 21st to the 24th at Ohio State Scarlet. And we wish you and everybody involved a lot of money and a lot of goodwill this week. Thanks so much, Matt. I really appreciate you having me on. I hope everybody will come out and see us. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our winner affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta. Brett Wharf. ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from the Ohio News Network. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Across Ohio, 1.6 million public school students have started a new school year full of wide-open opportunities and endless possibilities. And in every public school, dedicated educators are deeply committed to the success of every child. Let's make sure our kids have the freedom to learn and to reach their full potential now and always. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Fall is for tree planting. Successful tree planting includes following the Ohio tree planting specifications. The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture, Ohio Green Industry Association, Ohio State University Extension, and Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Forestry have endorsed the Ohio tree planting specifications. Visit trees4ohio.org to learn more about the planting guidelines. That's trees4ohio.org. The fan, the fan, fan, fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. 
Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine as we continue along on this week's show. It's the eve of, if you will, Ohio State's third ever trip to South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And one of the leaders a few years back in the mid-90s that faced the Irish, 95 here in Columbus, 96 in South Bend, the former head football coach of Ohio State, John Cooper. He joined us earlier this week to preview next week's trip to South Bend. Well, Coach, before we get too much into the pass, your thoughts on what you're seeing with this Buckeye team? We're 2-0. We can get better, but we've played a lot of players. We we uh, were better last week than we were the first week. And I think we'll be better this week. Ohio State and Notre Dame have not met much. Back in the 90s, it was the thing. It probably was the, the biggest series of that decade in terms of a fan perspective of big games here and then going to South Bend. Let's start with 95. The two teams hadn't met in 60 years. You host them here in Columbus, quite an offensive shootout on a gorgeous day. What are some of your remembrances from that 95 game, Coach? First of all, let me say I coached for 39 years, 24 as a head coach. I have great, great, great respect for Notre Dame. I never questioned their integrity or their program. I coached all over the country. and Of course, they're noted all over. and They recruit from they recruit all over. They've recruited. Everybody now is recruiting all over, but Notre Dame has forever. So I have great respect for them. Two of the greatest victories I had. I won 191 games as head coach. Those two years, I remember those games as much as any I, I ever coached. Coach, that offensive juggernaut you had in 95, there were some big games early in that season on the schedule. Because if I remember right, both years you started with Notre Dame and then went to Penn State or vice versa both seasons. Uh, yeah, exactly right. We not only beat Notre Dame, we had to go play, play Penn State right after that. Right. But we we beat that Notre Dame in 95. I'm telling you, we're a good football team. Bobby Hoying, mm-hmm. Eddie George had a great game. That the, the the best picture, I think, in my basement is Eddie George when Notre Dame's players are trying to catch him. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Terry Glenn is arguably as good a receiver as uh, – certainly the best receiver I ever coached. As good as I think you're going to see in college football. Ricky Dudley tied in. Orlando Pace, big Orlando Pace, a pancake man. that was a really a good football team. And Bobby Hoying is really one of the most underrated quarterbacks I think to ever play here. Coach, the mystique then the next year of going to South Bend and the Buckeyes will be headed there, obviously. But what do you remember about the idea of going to play at Notre Dame? A great, great place to play. I got inducted in the College Hall of Fame up there, so I love that place, you know. But sure. Demetra Stanley set the pace of the opening kickoff and returned yeah. it back to their 13-yard line. And after that, I think we pretty much dominated you did, and it was a it was a defensive gem by your team. Ron Paulus was a much harder quarterback in his second start against your team, but your defense that was the Rose Bowl year, folks remember, and the Silver Bullets kind of came of name that with that team. Didn't I'm going to give Fred Puggett a lot of credit. He was my defensive coordinator and one of the best defensive coaches I think to ever coach college football. Really a good guy. Silver Bullet defense. We were flying in the football. First two games that year, we beat Rice seventy to seven, and and and. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh seventy two yeah. to nothing, yeah. so, and we didn't blitz. We go up there and pug. We blitzed almost every play and got after their quarterback Palace, who one time people thought he was going to win the Heisman Trophy. So that was a great win for us up there. But we we were the better football team, and they admitted it. Stan Jackson and jo- Joe Germain, you know, were two quarterbacks. Pepe Pearson had a great game, huge game, almost uh, almost two hundred yards. He rushed for one hundred seventy three yards yeah. and three touchdowns. The best player on the field. Orlando Pace, big Orlando Pace. I think he had seven pancake blocks in that game. 
Coach, you mentioned Demetrius, the 85-yard return on the opening kickoff that nearly went all the way back, but the late Demetrius Stanley, he was an invaluable asset for your team uh, in a number of ways, I know, including a huge catch and touchdown in the Rose Bowl that year. No no question about it. One of the most underrated wide receivers to ever play. We had some great ones. David, David Boston, you know, was a great player. And we already talked about uh, Terry Glenn. Yeah. And those two, are, those two are, they don't get any better receivers in college football than those two guys. You had a D. Miller on that team, too, if I remember right. Yeah, let me, Miller, let yeah. me ask you just a final thought on the Irish and their history and this rivalry and, and the Buckeyes, including with your time here, now have won five in a row in the series. But give me a good Lou Holtz story that you could share. <laughs> I coached at Arkansas. I mean, at Tulsa. Lou Holtz was the head coach at Arkansas. Every year we played them. For seven years I coached, or eight years I coached at at Tulsa. We'd get up Saturday morning, eat the pregame meal in Tulsa, drive over there, or bus over there, and play them. And every year we'd play them real tough, but they'd win the game. And we felt like we got a couple of bad calls or whatever in the game. I would go out to midfield, shake his hands, and Coach, you did a great job today. Boy, you had your team ready to play. Your guys are real coasting. I want to say, hey, well, yeah, yeah. get out of here, you know. <laughs> I got even with him up there or and here. I couldn't wait to meet him at midfield. Luke, boy, you had your team ready to go today, you know. <laughs> I, I got to mention two, four other people yeah. that played for me in that secondary. John Springs, mm-hmm. Antoine Winfield, Rob Kelly, and Damon Moore. That was your Rose Bowl defensive secondary. It wasn't any better than that. I'm telling you, all four of those guys were great college football players, and they—they—that's the reason that that we won a lot of games. That one game up there was my 150th victory. I'll never will forget that. Don't you feel like, and just in closing, Coach, that, and we talked about the Silver Bowl, its name kind of coming from that group, and that 96 team was kind of where that mystique was born, wasn't it? No question about it. No question about it. Fly to the ball. Get 11 people flying the football and get there in a bad mood. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. He's one of a kind, the great former Buckeye head football coach, John Cooper. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Bobby Carpenter once sold workout equipment on QVC Canada. There's no joke here. That actually happened. Morning Juice with Bobby and Beamer. Weekday starting at 6. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's check in on Cleveland. Eric Reeser joins us from the Ohio News Network. Talking with Tyvis Powell, a national champion defensive back at The Ohio State University. He's a former NFL safety and a current analyst on the Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Also as a college football analyst on the Big Ten Network, you can see his wonderful smile Saturdays on the Big Ten tailgate. Tyvis, let's start in the NFL. The Browns, I'll say, dominated the Bengals last Sunday, 24-3. Earlier this week, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin said it was Cleveland's defensive backs that won the game for the Browns. As a former NFL DB, what were your thoughts on their play and Tomlin's comments? Um, I thought their play was definitely what we've expected for so many years. I mean, obviously Denzel Ward, first-round pick, he knew first-round pick, and Martin Emerson being a steal in the third round, you, you would think that these guys would all come to fruition, come in and make plays. And we've seen glimpses of them, you know, for the past few seasons, but it hasn't never been anything consistent. I think this was a measuring stick for them. You know, Jamar Chase was doing his chirping. They, for some odd reason, there's this big rivalry between – the Bengals wide receiver core and the Browns defensive backs. Obviously, we see Jamar Chase going the Pivot podcast last year and make some comments about those defensive backs. So 
you know, we knew that they, we were going to get their best. We knew that the Bengals wide receivers was going to come to play, and we knew the Browns DBs was going to come to play. Um, obviously, the Browns did a great job of having tight coverage. Martin Emerson having targeted eight times, giving up zero catches on T. Higgins. Um, I thought Jamar Chase and Denzel Ward, you know, he did a good job doing with that. And Tyler Boyd, I think, had 10 yards. So, yeah, it was definitely a dominant performance. If they play like that, as with this being a passing league, you hold any receiving quarter those type of numbers, you're going to win by a large amount every single time. And, of course, after the game, you know, a lot of players talked about the rainy conditions. And both quarterbacks, I'll, I'll say it was a struggle. It was a slog. Um, but Deshaun Watson did score both in the air and using his legs, Tyvis. What did you like about Watson's performance aside from those two scores? Um, the one thing that I did like is that he knew where to go with the football. Now, he skipped a couple balls. He underthrew some balls. You know, the Marquise Goodwin, I'm going to give him a pass because they haven't really had a chance to, to practice together. Marquise missed all of the preseason, missed all of training camp, and he didn't even practice last week. He kind of practiced to the side because – of the blood clot thing, they want him to be. They want to be cautious with him. So when we watch them connect in the game or don't connect in the game, we're watching a quarterback and a wide receiver working together, trying to figure it out on the fly. Which you get what you got underthrown balls. Um, I thought that Deshaun Watson was poised. You know, uh, I think his offensive line needs to be fixed a little bit so he can have a little bit more comfort comfortability in the pocket. But knowing where to go with the ball to me is half the half the battle. Um, I said he came out and said that he was squeezing the ball a little too hard, which was affecting his spiral. You know, you can't get that spiral on that ball like you want, and I think that's why he skipped some. I guess the true tale will be when we see them Monday night against Pittsburgh. You know, where hopefully the weather is great and we can see him. You know, let the ball go. I want to get to that Steelers game uh, in a second, Tyvis. But Jack Conklin goes down, uh, tearing his MCL and ACL, and so he's out for the season. But Dewan Jones fills in nicely at right tackle. I thought. I think uh, Pro Football Focus had him with 20 pass blocking attempts and zero quarterback pressures were recorded on Deshaun Watson. What did you make of the play uh, from Big Thanos on Sunday? Well, I think this was something that they were planning on. You know, that's why. DeJuan got all of those snaps in the preseason. You know, Jack Conklin, if you know his history, his injury history, he typically gets hurt every year, and they need somebody to step in. So I think that's why DeJuan got all those snap counts. Now, he he did really well in the pass blocking, but on the run grade side, I think PFF had him at like a 44, which is not great. So, and apparently, you know, inside the locker room, a little peel the curtains back a little bit, that he blows some assignments, he misses assignments, which to the human eye and the average viewer, you would never be able to tell. So he, he got some growing ups and some maturing to do. Obviously, he's got a big boy task against T.J. Watt. Um, but if he can use his frame, man, he got all the intangibles to be a great tackle in this league. Um, and I think at, at worst, he does a good job of at least pass blocking. So keep Deshaun Watson's jersey clean from at least the front side. Talking with Tyvis Powell, who's a national champion defensive back at The Ohio State University, former NFL safety, current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network, and you can hear him on WBNS-FM, that's the ONN affiliate in Columbus. All right, Tyvis, for the first time since 1989, Cleveland is the betting favorite in a game at Pittsburgh. Neither of us were alive at that point. Most sports books have the Browns a two-and-a-half-point favorite for that Monday night matchup. Do you like their chances to improve to 2-0 and for the first time since 1993? Tyvis, were you born in 93? No, I was born in 94. <laughs> but, yes, I do like their, I like their chances because Cam Hayward is going to be out, and Cam Hayward has given the Browns nightwares. Go Bucks, by the way. Um, 
He's had recorded 11 and a half sacks, I believe, in his career against the Browns. And, you know, the last time they played last year in that last game, he played a huge part in being very disruptive against the Browns. So him not being there is going to at least open up that run game for Nick Chubb. Um, and they're losing Deontay Johnson. I think he's not expected to play in that game as well. You know, Deontay Johnson didn't score any touchdowns last year, but he still is their best playmaker as far as wide receivers go. I know everybody's big on George Pickens, but Deontay Johnson does a lot of uh, great route running, getting them down the field. George Pickens is kind of the big play guy. So I think he will be widely missed in that game. I think the Browns have everything clicking on all cylinders. That offense do have to come to play. Nick Chubb is going to do what he has to do, but – Everybody wants to see this passing attack. We've been hearing about it this whole offseason. The playbook is – if everything in the playbook has changed, according to Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski, we got to see a glimpse of it. We've seen, you know, people wide open. Deshaun Watson just got to deliver that ball this week. All right, Tyvis, let's move to the college game real quick, and you're on the modern Ohio State. Buckeyes have only allowed 10 points in two weeks. They've got Western Kentucky – um, this weekend at Ohio Stadium, but struggles to get off the field on third down last weekend against Youngstown State. What do you see as the biggest issue facing Ohio State's defense just one week out from the game at Notre Dame? I think that they still got to find a way to get that pass rush. You know, the secondary is playing better for the most part. Um, the linebackers are flying around to the ball, but we still haven't seen that pass rush like we used to. And, yes, we are holding opponents to three and seven points and that, and they're not giving up the explosives. But everybody, they need to take that next step. They need that D-line to come through. It's too much talent on that D-line for them not to get a bunch of TFLs and a bunch of sacks, especially against a team like YSU. So that part was very disappointing. Um, Western Kentucky this week, they do a great job of not giving up sacks. So if they can get some sacks against them, then that'll at least ease my mind going into Notre Dame. Again, catch him statewide on the Cleveland Browns radio network. Saturdays on the Big Ten Network's Big Ten tailgate. He is Tyvis Powell, the national champion defensive back at Ohio State, the former NFL safety. Tyvis, thanks so much for your time today, bud. Go Bucks, go Browns. Thanks, Eric. Up next, we head south here in the Buckeye State. Paul Keels checks in on Cincinnati right here on the Ohio News Network. Ryan Dace Buckeyes hit the road for a primetime matchup with Notre Dame. Live fan coverage starts Saturday at 2 with a kick at 7.30. Every game, every season, proud to be your flagship home for Buckeye football. The fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's go to Paul Keels on the Ohio Sports Magazine, checking in on Cincinnati. We had a chance to talk with Jeff Carr from the Locked on Reds podcast, and if you haven't, you should check it out. It is very informative. Jeff, as we talk this week, certainly the significance of getting people back off the injured list has been, at least we've seen early on in the week, it's been a good thing for the Reds. Yeah, especially Jonathan India. There is something about having him on the field and the Reds winning. Like, say what you will, if you look at his individual statistics, they aren't that impressive. It just shows a guy who's right around or slightly above league average when it comes to hitting. His individual fielding could definitely improve. But this team just gels when he's in the lineup. And he's looked good. I mean, he hit leadoff for the first time since late May at the beginning of the Tigers series and looked pretty solid there. And just the production that he has brought ever since returning from the injured list. And then Joey as well. Joey has 
seemingly shortened up his swing. I know they've said it on the broadcast a couple of times. Almost looks like a vintage Joey Votto swing, a little bit more compact, a little bit more quick to the ball, letting the ball kind of get deeper into the strike zone. So maybe he's figured something out there where, you know, the shoulder did crop back up on him. But uh, if he's healthy for the stretch run, that's just going to be a cherry on top for a team that is full of young talent. You know, and a question, Jeff, that you mentioned Joey Votto, and there's really not an answer at this point, but does it make it more of a conundrum what the future of Joey Votto is? I think so, and and especially when you talk about that shoulder, like, is this something where he's like, yeah, I can come back and probably play baseball for a couple more weeks, then we got to figure out something else, or is it fully healed? Because coming back from that huge of a reconstructive surgery is is really daunting, especially for a dude that's had such a long career like Joey has. I think performance-wise, he has shown flashes that he could come back next season. There's plenty of people that want to – scream at me about the batting average, but when you look past that one number, he has been pretty solid, and I think that he will continue to be a big contributor for this lineup. The Reds could theoretically make some sort of thing where they, they buy out the option for $7 million and maybe you know tack a couple million more on there for one more year, and then you really do kind of have the the going away party, you know, kind of what Detroit is doing for Miguel Cabrera this year um, for Joey next year. So, I think that is what's most likely to happen because I don't know that the Reds want to see him playing for anybody else next year. Uh, agreed. Obviously, we're in a must-win stage for the Reds, but we've kind of fallen into this trap before, Jeff. The schedule looks favorable. Should we avoid that trap? I think that, I mean, it's it's one thing to say that it's easy and these shouldn't be you know too hard for the team. I think the team as a whole is learning that this stretch run, no matter who you face, is a grueling stretch run. A lot of guys that aren't used to this sort of baseball. But on the other side of things, the Giants have a tough schedule. The Diamondbacks have a tough schedule. The the Marlins even have a tough schedule moving forward, at least tougher than what the Reds face. So comparatively, they're in a much more favorable situation than the rest of their competition is. But yeah, it's uh, we as fans, it's easy for us to do that. But we're kind of like, all right, nobody tell the players. <laughs> Just go out there and play really, really hard no matter who you're facing and act like you're facing the Braves every night um, so that you can get that win. Because as we saw yesterday, sometimes, or as, as we saw on Tuesday, um, you know, sometimes the ball just falls for your opponent. Like the Tigers were getting a lot of T&I singles and bloops that just found grass instead of glove. And even in baseball, that can happen no matter the opponent. How about the up and down, and right now it's up, Jeff, string that Tyler Stevenson's been on? I'm so happy about that because... (laughs) I knew you would be. (laughs) He is a guy, I tell you what, like coming into the season, I thought cleanup hitter, like anchor of this lineup, he's the engine that makes the Reds go. He's been anything but that for most of this year. In fact, they've been successful really in spite of what Tyler Stevenson's put together. But over the last month, he's really started to find that stroke, gotten his power stroke back over the last 20, I think it's 22 games. He's slugging over 600. So you love to see that. You hope that more of that continues. But just moving forward, like as long as he can settle in and be a, a good hitting catcher that can give you some defense. He's never going to be the gold glover that Tucker Barnhart was. But if he can be a much better hitter than Tucker Barnhart was, then this team is going to be better off for it. And, I mean, he's, he's just so easy to root for. So you, you love to see that for a guy like him.
There are so many individual stories on this team this year, Jeff, and one that we've talked about before. And it's almost hard to remember back to the fact that he was sent down to the minor leagues early in the year. Will Benson, it's has it been amazing to you to see the way this has gone for him? I think that he has got an argument. I don't think he wins the case, but he's got an argument for team MVP. The way that he has played, and you know, he constantly starts in the bottom third of the order, but whatever he has given the Reds has always turned out well. I mean, he went through a little bit of a dry spell there at the early month of August, and that's where the Reds as a whole went through a dry spell, but he has come back on here as of late. His entire season, our favorite stat that we love to use when we're looking at hitters, OPS Plus, kind of all encapsulating, and he's at a 131 OPS Plus, which means he's 31% better than the league average hitter. I mean, that is a phenomenal number to see for a guy that, I mean, he got a cup of coffee for Cleveland last season, and he's technically a rookie this year for the Reds, but just amazing performance from him. And I think that he has locked down at the very least. I mean, I, I, I definitely won't blink if you tell me that he's the left-handed platoon option in the outfield next year, but I think he's built a case to maybe be an everyday outfielder moving forward. He's, he's just been such a find for Nick Crawl. I would agree. Jeff Carr from the Locked on Reds podcast. Always appreciate your insight, Jeff. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. From, from the Ohio, Ohio News Network. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Across Ohio, 1.6 million public school students have started a new school year full of wide-open opportunities and endless possibilities. And in every public school, dedicated educators are deeply committed to the success of every child. Let's make sure our kids have the freedom to learn and to reach their full potential now and always. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. 
Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Fall is for tree planting. Successful tree planting includes following the Ohio tree planting specifications. The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture, Ohio Green Industry Association, Ohio State University Extension, and Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Forestry have endorsed the Ohio tree planting specifications. Visit trees4ohio.org to learn more about the planting guidelines. That's trees4ohio.org. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. And let's check in with our producer, Colin Berenger. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys break down the Week 2 matchup between the Browns and Steelers on Monday Night Football. And the Steelers are set to be missing two key pieces of their starting lineup, and the guys discuss how that might impact the game. We can add to this conversation, and I don't know if you want to do this as a marriage package. I think we should, because now we knew yesterday that Cam Hayward ruled out for Monday Night's game against the Browns. That in and of itself is a big difference maker. Obviously, he supports the defensive front. He helps T.J. Watt put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I felt just this move on its own was a big, big deal for this football game. We'll talk about what that means and how that impacts Monday night, but also now we can throw onto that the fact that Deontay Johnson, one of the Steelers' top wide receivers, is also out for Sunday's game. He was hurt in the loss to the Niners, or to Monday night's game. He was hurt uh, versus the Diners on Sunday. Mm. Guys, I don't know if you want to package deal this. Yeah, full. no doubt. Do you want to go together? Do you want to go No, it's a huge deal. I, this I, is massive This is a big mind. deal. I mean, outside, like, I, I, I'm not high on Kenny Pickett, but just still, the quarterback's obviously the biggest loss when you lose a quarterback. But outside of losing your quarterback, and in their case, T.J. Watt, I mean, those are two of the – like, if you, had, if you had to say, like, the top – Six players that the Steelers could afford to lose, not afford to lose. Those would be two of the top six. I guys, would agree with that, right? Yeah. You, you'd put Watt. You put again, even if you don't love the quarterback, which I don't. You, don't, you never want to lose your starting quarterback. Uh, probably Minka Fitzpatrick, but that's about it. I right. mean, you know, those are two of their most important players. I would say Deontay. I know people are high on George Pickens, <laughs> but as of today, Deontay Johnson is their most accomplished offensive player. I don't. It's not even debatable. I think it most would. Would agree that Pickens has a bigger upside yes. ultimately. Sure, than but but right now and you know through he's only played one year, right. and Deontay Johnson's been their main guy the next, last couple of years. And then defensively, uh, I'll be curious to see like JJ Watt playing without Cam Hayward. Like TJ. how much does that TJ uh, Watt? Sorry, playing without Cam Hayward. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, so I think these staff. are. Pr- I already thought I was already heavily leaning towards the Browns winning this game, and obviously now I'm if, leaning even if more. If you were setting a line, bull, would this move the line? These a little injuries? bit, a little bit, a yeah, point, maybe. Yeah, I think so. But especially between the two of them. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube. Subscribe to their page and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. 
The crew are back home for a matchup with Chicago. Live coverage starts Wednesday night at 7. Presented by Weenie Wonder. Stay wonderfully weird. Your flagship home of the Columbus crew, the fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That'll put a wrap on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thanks to my guest this week, Randy Ford, and also former Buckeye head football coach John Cooper. Thanks as well to our Locked On contributions. And now for Paul Keels and Eric Reeser, Colin Berenger, our producer, I'm Matt Andrews. We'll have a new episode for you next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM 